0: from the home offices of ash and flow this is unbillable hours a podcast about professional services marketing stick around and listen to our insights tips and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career Um, welcome to yeah. this new episode of the Laws podcast, Ash and uh, Michael Burton is here with us, who yeah. is, and I just learned this again, the co-founder and CEO of Stitch. Is that correct, Michael?
1: Yeah, you got it. Exactly. Thanks for the time.
0: Perfect. And, and so for those who don't know, maybe some of you have read this, I'm not sure, but uh, Michael, Stitch is a consulting firm that from the get-go, I think, specializes or partners very closely with Twilio and a variety of Twilio products. Is that correct? So you are the literal equivalent of, I don't know, we in Germany often get SAP consultancies. You you do something similar, but for Twilio's products. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, we, we do. I think first and foremost, we're focused on how do we help marketers get the most out of technology. And right. we first started with kind of a foundational part of Twilio, which is a company they acquired a couple of years ago called Segment and that's in the CDP right. space. So that's been where our original emphasis is, has been. And now we're also looking at this whole kind of concept of more kind of pulling together point solutions, like into one master solution. And so mm-hmm. we're looking at starting to partner more and more with the likes of Braze. So it's kind of ever evolving as we're early stage. Yeah.
0: But but we were interested, or should we say fascinated, because Ash and I had been discussing yeah. this previously, and this is what we want to get into with, with you today. We have seen in the extended market space that sort of the ecosystem plays becoming more important, right? Both for consulting firms and then also for the various tech vendors. And this is it, almost independent of what sort of technology space you look in, right? We've seen it in industrial ecosystem spaces, obviously in the software as a service space, and in there are the various verticals. Also, and, it's an additional manufacturing space when you think about it as well. Yeah, true. And and we were we were always wondering sort of how does it work and how do you make it work from a marketing perspective. So so we were glad to have you on, and we thought we'd, we'd ask you a little bit why the partner model. I guess is the question I'd like to kick off with. You yes, started this yes. company in a partnership model from the get go, so to speak. Many firms I work with they add this onto their business later in the game, right? But but why the partner model? What's why is this so attractive or beneficial for not not just maybe, of course, for you for Stitch, but also for the vendors? I think we can guess what that is, and then also from a from a client perspective, what's the what's the angle there? I'm interested in your in your take.
1: Yeah, when I, I think about this, so I, I came from doing a lot of internal services as a part of tech companies, and then mm. maybe seven years ago, kind of saw the benefit of being in a consultancy side. So to to your point, uh, to the vendor, it's it. It's, it's a win-win. I mean, there really is no loss. You're getting help driving contract value. You're helping sell solutions versus doing just a product demo. You're reducing churn because you're continuing to build that relationship with the customer, which benefits yeah. the vendor. And you're helping, you know, you're also reducing a lot of the margin, the, the impact of margin of running your own internal services team as a technology mm. company. Yeah. So like there's so many benefits to the to the technology side of it. And I just think that's, that's the part that got me really fascinated in this space, and kind of coming from the inside of it and saying, "Oh, wow, there's such a huge yeah. opportunity on the outside."
0: And and you mentioned the 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 putting solutions yeah. in place. I think that's that's the benefit to the clients, right? That's what I don't know if that's even enough to say that it's the benefit. I think it's expected these days, right? Clients do no longer buy a widget or a piece of software. They have they say, "I have this business problem. Bring in someone who can fix it," right? And I. Well, I'm not saying I don't care what the widgets are you put in place, but the, the software sort of steps back into second, or the products take, take the backseat to to the actual sort of solution. Is that a fair assessment or you, what would you say?
1: Yeah. I, I, well, I think about it first from my point of being a, also a, a stakeholder and a buyer, like I need yeah, certain that. solutions at Stitch. And so when I first think about it from that viewpoint, I don't. I don't really care about the product. I I don't need to see a lot of demos. I don't see a lot of product. I don't have time for RFPS. Like, what are you going to do? Help solve my problem, and that is the expectation now for so many of our customers. And I do. That's that's the benefit that a company like Stitch brings to our customers is just helping them get to what what are we actually trying to solve for, and doing it as objectively as possible versus being a vendor and being, being as less objective as maybe being as a consultant to our benefit. In fact, I was a, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a large global retailer and one of their big pain points is they, they, they know they need a CDP a customer data platform to help kind of pull together all these data sources that they have. And just, it's just a tremendous amount of data and they can't get one great view of the customer. And the stakeholders, CMO said, Michael, like I, I don't want to do an RFP. I don't care to do that. I don't need to go through all these demos. Just yeah. tell me, tell me what we should go do. And that I think that's just so helpful in trying for helping our customers navigate this very complicated landscape of technology. And that that's a huge benefit to our customers.
2: Yeah. So essentially, you're saying that they just don't. They're just sick of the process and they just want get things done, which we can all appreciate. Yeah. You like. You can actually help solve a problem without throwing an RFP there, saying that we've got all these other ways to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is. I think that's that's a clear need, and people are yeah. tired. They're tired of being on Zoom doing product demos. It's just like <laughs> there's just too much of of just demoing software, where it just doesn't matter. Like, here's my pain point. Can you can you not solve this? Let's just get yeah. through it. And, and move through it quickly and then help build that relationship.
0: And I I think, uh, so I've gone, uh, not recently, but last year we went through the, which CRM do we use spiel? <laughs> and adding to the point you already made, to me at, at a certain point, it's just feature parity, right? I don't care. And I literally buy sort of following... A rudimentary feature said, okay, I need that. And then it's stuff like who's 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 giving you the best buying experience, who's really trying to figure out what the business need is, who's willing to, I don't know, customize plans a little bit to put the stuff we really need, right? So that all service aspects to, to your point. And side so comment here, and it's not, I can't attribute the quote anymore, but I overheard it at a conference recently where someone said, um, we all know this old adage, right? Of, uh, the customer doesn't want sort of wants a hole in the wall, right? He doesn't care for the drill. And the way I had to describe it is that in software, that's even we're even moving past that point. Customers are saying, look, I don't need a hole in the wall. I want to hang a picture. And I don't want to do any drilling. So, <laughs> get, so get lost <laughs> with the, I'm not care about the tools. I don't know. But yeah. But I mean the, you so we, we mentioned right you're in the, in the twilio space. So can you the question and, and both Ash and I have worked at very large firms yeah. where there's usually yeah. The sort of multi-vendor partnership ecosystem shall, shall we, shall universes. Shall we just... Yeah. Uh, so My, let, let's let's yeah. just put it.
2: The whole thing that we always face, here's your digital core because it always does it. Here's your digital core of your key solution. Here's all the satellite solutions that connect to it. And because most of these large firms are systems integrator firms, they look at connecting the various systems or providing new solutions, new modules that sit within this. But yes, go on. Flo, you yeah, saying. sorry,
0: the, the point I was trying to watch is does it how does it work for you? Obviously you're you're in business and you're growing, but how does it is it an issue to be so tightly partnered with just, just one it's not even one solution, but one set of solutions, or is that an advantage because you're very clearly positioned? What's what's your perspective? I mean I can guess what your perspective is, but do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I, I think it it's
1: well it's an advantage to us. And I, I think you know this is the second time I'm doing a CEO as a consultant. And so I'm learning a little bit more from my prior, my prior history, but you know, overall, I, I, I don't want to be in a position where I'm, I've got 10 different technology vendor relationships because Mm -hmm. then I'm not able to get really deep into a couple of core technologies that are helping marketers. And that's really, I I think our benefit is we can go very deep. We become those subject matter experts. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that customers are depending upon for that objective view and then on the on the technology vendor side then we're like we're helping them like we are we are an extension of their pre-sales team all the way from pre-sales to customer success that is difficult to do if you're you know trying to manage especially as a smaller consultancy and 15 plus yeah. relationships it's nearly impossible to go do that by, by leaning in and being very focused you develop strong stories together. You really are an extension of the sales team all the way through customer success into renewals, and I, I, I just I love that position to be in. I, I want to mm. be looked at that as that credible person that can we can bring into the converse any kind of conversation with a customer and help yeah. turn a win for everyone. There, there really is not a, there's not in that situation there's not a downside to the technology vendor. I think where we have to be careful is when you're you're now, you have a consultancy representing maybe three to five competing platforms. So you're like, all right, I'm in three marketing yeah. tech platforms. Then that's that on can the tech though. vendor side. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens <laughs> yeah. all the
0: time. It's, so, yeah, it's no. I mean, it really
1: does. And so I think that's, that's definitely been our benefit at Stitch is like, let's don't get into competing products. Let's be very, very strategic in that so that we win the trust because, yeah, plenty of times an account executive at a tech vendor has been burned when someone's you know representing recommending another solution that's in direct competition. That 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 happens.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there is. I mean, there are some. I don't want to dwell on this too much. There are some arguments to make. I think for the for the vendor agnostic or best of breed sort of stance. But I, I would suggest that whoever, whichever consulting firm does that, better has a very clear set of categories and stories. Why am I recommending? A, in your case, their client versus B, right? So if, if you can do that, fine, but go, going back to my CRM journey, I mean, there's clearly software product categories where that that does not, it, 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 as long as you're saying within a certain price band or something, there's actually not real differences in, in the functionality of the software. Sorry I said it, but that was my that was my customer <laughs> there.
1: No, I, I went through a similar a similar buying process over the summer looking at CRM and and trying to figure out like I, I can't I don't have time to spend yeah. looking at all this. Let's just get something up and running.
0: And then sigh of relief at default to the category leader. <laughs> That's <how it> ended. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, but I but I'm but I'm interested of course, so so because we're we're a question says so this marketing podcast at the end. So yes. how does this so so you're very firmly positioned in in that partner in that vendor's ecosystem. Okay, you say it's beneficial to you, but but what I'm interested in, because this is where Ash and I did a bit of work, but we don't have all the answers is how does it go to market work? And what I mean by that is, oh maybe let's see from a client journey perspective. So w- where does Stitch play in terms of you guys's marketing? Do you speak to clients about their marketing tech stack and how to, I don't know, you know, build 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 a, build a proper digital stack there and build the capabilities? Or do you sort of start a little bit downstream because people have already decided that they want to play in the Twilio space and now they're looking for an expert who can help them do that? Where, where do you guys start so yeah speak. i guess
2: we're looking at the interest point when you're looking at it like, yeah have they already bought in to the solution and they just need you to convince them a little more or do you actually have to say hey well mm-hmm. there's your problem and then start with yeah. the whole thing
1: so one thing that when we when i think about marketing for us mm-hmm. as a consultancy 80 percent of our marketing is targeted to the tech vendor because in this case they're our customer right they're the ones that we're a small consultancy so how do we go drive net new logos so we're marketing to them on what pain points are we helping to remedy for them which is reduce risk of a deal be able to accelerate the close how do we put additional solutions together to make it a larger just a a larger footprint for that technology vendor so 80 percent is all about how is Stitch going to help them, especially with where we are kind of in our, as a smaller consultancy, you know, we're not a, we're not a GSI mm, Yeah, that is yeah. most of it. And then 20% is more related to the marketers who already have some type of solution in place today. Almost all of them do. So it's more about, Hey, where are the benefits of looking at a Twilio, you know, segment braze type of solution. And then we can also purpose, repurpose that. For you know, for the the channel, but that's that that's how we're growing as a business. And then because we're consultants, once we're landing customers, we're growing that customer over time by just being very embedded in their business. But that's a little flip, a different yeah. kind of a marketing strategy than what others may take. But it's it's served us really well. It's serving us well right now and getting a lot of market share inside technology vendor.
0: But I mean. I would guess, and that, that, I mean, it's an interesting take to it, but it makes a lot of sense. And I would guess that the, the principles of the strategy or the challenges remain the same, right? You have to position yourself very clearly. You have to showcase the expertise. But in that case, I'm guessing so that, I don't know what the titles are at Twilio, but that an account director at Twilio, who's working on a bunch of deals is looking which partners to bring in. He knows... About Stitch, and he clearly has you down as the the guys who can help best with whatever project they're working on, right? So, so I'm guessing channel is different, direction is different, but but principles largely stay the same, right? You still have yeah. to be, you still have to ver- have a very clear profile and and cut through the noise, so to speak. Do, do yeah, they have lots of other doing... partners? Is that like a massive? Can you can you give any indication of how big the the pool is or the the, or, the yeah, ecosystem? Sorry, yeah.
1: It it was one of the reasons why we kind of originally went down this whole Twilio segment space, because we knew it was not a well-defined partner ecosystem, as you may find with other technology vendors. Mm -hmm. And so that was, we thought would be one of our early advantages, which has been true. There aren't as many that are as aggressive as we are, as far as marketing ourselves and positioning versus another technology vendor. But you were right. The strategies and principles are still very similar. We've got to go We've got to go, it's brand awareness. It's a lot of education. And in this case, it's educating them on the benefit of a partner, which is Mm -hmm. different than my prior life, where it's just expected that you're bringing in a partner to help a customer. In this case, we're doing a lot of almost sales enablement. What's the benefit to a partner? When do you bring a partner in? What's the expected outcome? so we're we're kind of going back to fundamentals of of what it's like to start a partnership. and but it's so it's kind of interesting to use a lot of our prior experience to go do that.
0: can can we steal some of your messaging points then? like what what are the typical benefits yeah, you pitch stitch with? Like I'm guessing, um, I can guess one, which is you already referred to it, right? Customer success. So I'm guessing if I'm a vendor who has, who brings a strong consulting partner, I'd probably see, I don't know, better adoption of my product, right? With that probably high renewal so, rates. So I'm guessing the customer relationship becomes better. But do you have any others that... that so Flo, just before up? we
2: jump into that, I just want to say you also probably, because of your scale, don't face the issue that a lot of consulting firms face, which is essentially sometimes their tech partner is also their competitor because they're consulting
0: yeah,
2: and yeah. partnering the same space. Whereas if you're selling straightly straight to the tech vendor, if they are your target audience, you don't face the same issue as much.
0: Probably not, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I, yeah not, not as much for sure. And yeah. I, I think it's in, now in a, in a prior life where there was an established internal services <laughs> yes. team, Yep. You're, you know, it's, 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 a, it's definitely a different strategy because then you're talking more about, I'm, I've had all these benefits, but I'm also faster. I'm faster yes. than your internal services team. And I'm not in it just for the project. I'm in it for the long haul, but you're, you're, you're for sure. Right. Like it de- depends on what their presence looks like in their internal services commitment.
2: Yeah, and that makes sense. And now, flow continuing to what you were asking earlier. Yeah, this flows <laughs> in naturally with that. So I, I'm
0: always, I'm always keen to learn people's sort yeah. of pitch argument. But so, I, I guess that probably a stickiness of the oh, the, the, the customer relationship improves. Which, if I'm by selling a subscription based software, that's good, right? I want these guys to implement it well and to adopt it. So, from them, guessing if someone comes in to consult on it, that probably works better than if I just install it and stumble through a bunch of video tutorials, I'm joking. But, but what else would you, do you typically highlight as, as the benefits you can, uh, Stitch can bring? It
1: can be very different from the audience, just like it would be in a customer. So if I'm talking to a, a significant a senior leader inside of an organization, I am talking about that long-term customer success and growth of the install base. That resonates a lot more with yeah. them with a mm-hmm. an, just an on the ground account executive that story doesn't always that actually doesn't resonate as much with them because they're incented to how do we close close new deals how do we do acv mm-hmm. so in that case our messaging is much more about that we're going to come in and we're going to reduce the risk on your deal we're going to help you close it we're going to make it a larger opportunity we're going to bring vertical expertise we can talk about what we've done done, done in financial mm-hmm. services or yeah. health life sciences and then what we're also going to go we're going to do is we're going to be able to better position your product as a solution and that is going to resonate with your end customer so yeah. we want to we want to get it to a point where it's why would you not why would you not bring in stitch you're getting all <laughs> yeah. this brief firepower. Yeah. why would you not and that, that's really our message to an account executive which would be again different to yeah. a senior leader because the senior leader i would also add in hey we're helping improve margin we're reducing churn on the business and so it's not unlike any other kind of marketing strategy you're changing your yeah, marketing like we said, right? the persona
0: like we said the principles remain the same mm-hmm. but i mean so that was that was great thanks Good taking notes you have to differentiate yeah. by by buyer personas in that case as well i'm already hearing through how you're describing it that, that you guys were very deliberate i mean obviously you coming from an in-house consulting side you 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 knew part of how this works. so you you seem to be or have been very deliberate in how you picked a partner. Can you maybe let's presume I work in a consultancy and we are thinking about building the ecosystem. Can you like what would you look for, or when is what makes a, what makes a partner a good partner in in your view? Um, maybe we should mm-hmm. go with like when will you not take them as a partner? Perhaps yeah. what well, makes a yeah. partner a good partner? One what one of are you. some red flags? Yeah, yeah. That's another one that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, I, it's it's it has been interesting as we've kind of a reputation over time. We get approached by a good number of tech vendors about being a partner and almost overwhelming. And so I, I've been, more, I have been very intentional about, well, how do we go about determining who is the right partner? And the first, the first thing I look at is it's, it's like, what interests me? Like, what am I passionate about? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's many ways not you enough. can go down. Everyone's gonna have different. Like, I you know I'm not, am I going to be really interested in ERP? No, that's, that's not, does not drive me as a person, but will many other people. So that's the first thing I'm looking at what's going to drive me. And so for me, it's more marketing tech related. That's, I'm passionate about that. I'm excited about that. Then the next thing I'm looking for is do I have people in my network? Do I think I can go be able to recruit the right talent to be matched with my my passion, what we want to go do. So this is more kind of an internal evaluation of me and what I like to go do. And then I'm starting to look and okay, I'm looking at marketing tech, so I'm I have kind of I've kind of been able to look at my audience of who could fall into that, and then what's their growth look like? I'm looking at are they a are they a partner first company or not? Or, you know maybe mm-hmm. they don't have a partner ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Then I'm starting to look at how is the growth of the consultancies like? Is there enough demand to go do that? So I'm I'm looking at you know you're looking at six to seven variables to get an understanding of personal fit. And is this a really, is this going to be a good partner first opportunity for us or not? And the case was segment, like there wasn't a strong ecosystem to begin with. They wanted one, but so it's a little different opportunity mm-hmm. than I would have looked at it, some other, other platforms that are out there. Braze is a little bit different. They are partner for a little bit more established, but not enough consultancies to kind of drive the demand. So all those things are what I'm looking at. And they would be the same thing I would look at is if I decided I wanted to go, do another practice. I would go with that that same exercise, yeah. and then over time to see how that kind of fits into a, a larger mm-hmm. consultancy strategy. We're still pretty too early at at, at Stitch to have a really broad, yeah. multiple practice look, but we'll get we'll get there.
0: I mean, and what I like about and I don't know whether or not you had that first, but you spoke very clearly about this perspective of yours that the partner is the client or the first client, or that's how you guys think about it. I, I like the clarity there because I can remember when I was still working at a big firm, which shall remain unnamed, We sometimes had these discussions as the consulting practice. We had those discussions where we were like, okay, who's who's leading the the joint story? Uh, we as the consulting firm talking about this is the issue the client faces. Here's how you should solve it. Coincidentally, we do that with using this solution, or is it the partner which leads with a very sort of this is a great product. Here's why it's epic. Do, do you know what I mean? It was not as clear as it seems to be in your case, which I'm guessing is very helpful for everything that follows. Did you did you have that perspective initially, or did you sort of shape that after you settled for the for the partner program to pursue
1: it, admittedly years ago, I just stumbled into that idea. I right? kind of seen okay. how, how the relationship worked between a partner and an account executive, and then realizing that, that like as a, as a smaller, you know, not as a GSI, that was our advantage. And yeah. so then the other advantages of not having too many tech vendors you're associated with, because I'm like, all right, this is, yeah, I, I need to help them win. Otherwise I'm not going to win. And have these opportunities with these great brands, and so when you change your mindset, and that's why our marketing is so heavily focused on the channel of yeah. seeing them as our number one customer, and how do we have that relationship? And then we, then every one of us inside of Stitch, we understand who who owns what relationship with the tech vendor. Like where, who am I talking to every single yeah. day versus maybe a, a salesperson on my team? It's a, it's a really effective strategy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm guess surprised
1: so. that more people don't adopt it.
0: Yeah, that you, you said that when we when we talked before the podcast and I was I was thinking about that because I would say you are right in that the, the this this clarity of perspective you, you have and sort of how you execute on it, that I think makes a difference. You say your strategy is very effective, more people should do it. I would say slightly differently. I think Other strategies might be just as fine. Like I could say, look, I'm the consulting firm. I have the industry expertise. Clearly I tell the story, right? I tell, I don't know, the automotive manufacturers what's going on in their productions, blah, 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 and then I bring your product. I'm convinced that this would also work. Where it dies is the not being clear on this stuff and having discussions back and forth, which is I I lived that pain for a little while, where every, every partner meeting someone, for example, comes up with a thought leadership, campaign and then do we co-publish what's the idea and no matter who brought the idea up the other side would always say no 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 we can't and then you know stuff just dies because this yeah. clarity of where things fall and that is that is what I do see very often that there's it's not failing because they're not adopting the strategy you have or the other. They're just not clear on how it works, and then you don't get proper execution. And then you know it's just uh, sad. Saddest case we all know it, right? Is you exchange a bunch of logos on the website, you do a joint press release, and you do two deals a year, but that's probably not what you had in mind when you started, <laughs> because that's not helping anyone really that much, right? Both sides, yeah.
1: And that, that execution piece is, is spot on. I mean, that's, that's what all what comes down to like, there's, there's all kinds of concepts about strategy, but it doesn't, none of that matters. It matters like, what are you doing every day to develop yeah. that relationship? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's 90%
0: of it. Yeah, do, do what you, you know, say what you'll do, and then do what you said, as my grandma would have put it, which I think is still, still a very sound summary of how you, how you, did you said. So do these things. So, in, in closing, maybe, because again, this is a marketing podcast, is there any, do you have any things that worked particularly well? For Stitch and Twilio, like if you, I'm guessing yeah, you guys yeah. do co-marketing, co-publishing of things. Anything? Is there anything that worked particularly well, or where you said I'm a fan of this? And it could really be anything. Could be you using Twilio materials. Could be you setting up your own event, bringing them. I don't know what's just just uh, shine a light on anything you you think was was very cool for you guys. I mean, you yeah, obviously.
2: Always... Sorry, I was saying you've obviously marketed yourself really effectively for you to have done this multiple times. As yeah. in this is not your first rodeo with with this. So clearly I'm just adding on to what Flo is
0: saying. Like, how have you been so effective as a marketer? Because clearly that is you I mean but it's specific to Twilio, but never mind. Just just to let us know what going
1: on. <laughs> yeah, I, I one of the things when we think about joint like joint go to market, yep. there's many things that have not worked. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I, and there's still things that we do Mm -hmm. that I know don't have the highest return, but they do have some brand awareness value. I am not the biggest fan of joint webinars. There's just so many of them. It's just Mm -hmm. noisy. You, I I, will, we will do maybe one a quarter, but it really is just more about brand and having that partnership. I don't Mm -hmm. see significant return that comes from those types of events. Those kind of, kind of go to market we see a lot of power. We stitch have the idea, like here's, here's a campaign we want to go run either to, for net new logos or to at the install base for that technology vendor. And then going to that vendor and saying, Hey, help amplify this. Versus let's yeah. say, Hey, let's, let's come up with this joint collaboration. That's just like, no, how, how can you give us more push behind this? That drives a whole lot more value and return versus this, trying to get this perfect joint situation. I like think another thing that's had great results is bringing customers in a very specific type of vertical or sub vertical. I remember we happened to do a lot in the professional sports space and mm. bringing people from across mm. professional sports into one room together, talking about their problems and between prospects and customers and having them are there to support them, right? It's not about marketing. We're here to help them be successful that's some of the best and the most exciting things I've seen where it has really fired up. Um, and then we do like as a back to the thinking of the technology vendor as a customer, like everyone goes, everyone, they're part of a life cycle. So if you're a new account executive, we have a journey that you go into yeah. and you get initial swag and then you become a part of that, that journey over time. And so thinking again, kind of thinking about this as, marketing you would do to an existing customer and with that customer experience is the exact same principles that we apply to the channel that have made this so effective.
0: So there's a lot lots of good stuff there to for people to take take a note on. The, the one thing I wanted to call out what you said there, because I think that that's also, by the way, that could be an interesting format for webinars as well, is to bring your best customers in and have them share their story, right? In front of the audience. And then it's less it's more about the use case and more about the benefits driven and less about oh, we have Michael here from Stitch and David from <laughs> Twilio, and they're going to run you through the most recent update. I mean, there, there's, you're right. There's a, too much of that stuff. I'm still a little bit of a fan of the webinar when it's done well enough, but that's with all things, right? It's not the channel or the formulas, what you do with it. And yeah, I do see I think, uh, too many product pitches, packages, of... webinars. That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just triggered something for me, Flo. I, I do think of like what has been the best, some of the best webinars we've had experience with is when it's multiple tech vendors kind of coming together to be a true solution versus it just being, you know, just Twilio or, you know, just whatever it may be when you have three complementary solutions that are together, that is, we've seen the highest amount of interest and attendance those types of webinars, because then it's not just one product specific. It's like, here's a solution Mm -hmm. that's solving this very specific problem for marketers. And that, that is very interesting to them. So that's something I've not done a ton of in the past, but we saw some recent success with that.
0: And and I would totally buy that because the buyer has not just you know, the product solves one problem, but they don't have one problem; they have a million problems, right? They got to build consensus internally. They got to find the budget. Does this work with whatever else is in the stack and so so? I like the approach of saying let's let's put more of those problems together and and talk about the entire transformation. That's one thing. It's more like a solutions panel, not a yeah tech offering discussion. <laughs> And and I mean, one, one thing I've seen work surprisingly well was, yeah. but you have to be a bit the patience for it, is if you establish a, if you plan something as a series, like you say, we do one of those webinars once a month or something. So people learn the format, and the format is you bring in a client that was successful, although it was maybe a little bit shaky in between, and you invite peers. So let's say it was a, I don't know, the CFO sports team, you invite other sports team CFOs, and then that person gets to talk full truth, no holes, bars, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? About the yeah. journey. Those can work incredibly well because the word gets around that, that you know, they will also talk about the bums and the roads, maybe working with you guys, maybe with the solution, but then they, you know, everybody knows they're victorious at the end. These, I've seen, I've, I've had a client in the past who did those and they were super powerful, but it takes a while to to build up the the thing. And of course you have to, mm-hmm. you, you can only bring the clients to trust and they have to be ready to sort of, Walk people through the ins and outs, but uh, yeah, the same idea probably as you have with the live events, right? Just as a as a webinar series. That was a lot of webinar tactics at the end. Sorry for that, but Michael, that was great. So <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on and and broadening our horizon, at least, at least mine. I certainly haven't seen you your that? strategy yet. I've only seen the systems integrator. We have a thousand partners, and we tell everybody we're basically agnostic. Even though option yes. secret, we aren't because we do have agreements in place. <laughs>
2: yeah. One yeah. more thing, Michael. So if people want to reach out to you, yeah, how do they find you? Where would you like them to go? And yeah, where would you like people and, to be directed to? We, we usually and, ask this question, right, Flo? And may
0: and maybe because I think we, we jumped over it a little bit in the beginning. Like maybe you can we can also call start. Answer the question by saying if you have this and that problem, then you can find mm-hmm. Stitch. Because I think we we touched upon what it is you do, but uh, maybe you know just just reiterate in case mm-hmm. people missed it.
1: Yeah, we are um, we're, we're really here to help marketers kind of get the most out of their platform or their strategies. So we're, we're technology consultants that are focused on that specific CMO, director of marketing, VP of marketing. The mm-hmm. best way to get in touch with us is to kind of just check us out on LinkedIn. So Michael Burton Stitch is the best way to look me up. We are writing constantly about marketer challenges <laughs> and what are we yeah. doing to solve them. So just kind of casually see what we're talking about, see if we can help. And I think that's the best way to get a hold of me.
0: Great. And last addition for the people who are not super familiar with the Twilio product line, you guys are working with. What does the software do, or what 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 specific problems do the solution target? We're, so we're
1: we're focused more on like how do we get the most out of the data to drive the best marketing interactions across all different types of channels? So we are covering everything from strategy, implementation, ongoing campaign. In the Twilio side, we focus a lot on a tool called Segment, which is Mm -hmm. a great tool that's able to pull together all of this data together into one view of a customer that's more readily available to a marketer than it would be if they were using a traditional data warehouse. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of our foundational piece for a data layer that we're helping marketers be a whole lot more effective with their
0: data. All right. Great stuff. So we'll put this in the show notes. I'll make sure of it. And I think, Ash, if you don't have any more questions. No, I'm good. This has
2: been a really great session. Thanks for reaching out to us, Michael, and coming on the show.
0: Yeah,
1: that's Thank you for Uh, the opportunity. um... It's been great to meet you both
0: likewise i nothing to okay. add i'll stop the recording here i'll say have, have a nice weekend eventually when you get to it take care thanks for listening to unbillable hours if you want more tune in next week you know where to find us